the person who knows your kid best is your kid. And they can tell you what they're going through. They can tell you how to help them. So just never be afraid to ask and don't stop asking and don't stop checking on your kid because it is a tough time of life and that's so important. And that's something we say at Bloom a lot that if you want to help military teens, you need to listen to military teens. Welcome to Ready for Reading, a United Through Reading podcast dedicated to helping military families grow stronger together through the magic of reading. I'm Josie Beats. I think military parents everywhere probably stress over how military life will impact their kids. It's hard not to. This is not an easy life on kids. I know this last move was a tough one for my kiddos, and they're at the age where they're not always super forthcoming about their feelings to mom. So there's something pretty special about hearing from two really incredible military teens who've opened up an entire avenue for other military teens to connect and share stories and have a support system all their own. I could go on and on about Matthew O and Elena Ashburn and what amazing young people they've turned into, but I think you'll hear that for yourself in our interview. We talk about what it's like to be a military teen, about why they created their organization, Bloom Military Teens, to connect military teens all over, and what books they found helpful over the years. Here it is. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Veterans United Home Loans. Veterans United Home Loans is dedicated to helping veterans and military families become homeowners. In two short decades, they've closed over half a million VA loans. But they don't measure their success in numbers. They measure it in living their values every day. Be passionate and have fun, deliver results with integrity, and enhance lives. United Through Reading is proud to be a part of Veterans United Home Loans' effort to lift up military families and communities across the country. I am so excited today to have a couple of fabulous superstars with us for our podcast recording. Matthew O and Elena Ashburn, thank you so much for being with us today. Matthew and Elena are with Bloom Military Teens. I'm not going to say I'm president of the fan club because I'm pretty sure that Bessa from the National Military Family Association and her team are like the president and officers of your fan club. But I am definitely a card carrying member of the fan club of Bloom. I love how you're centering the voices of military teens and bringing those voices to those of us who advocate for the military community and for the things that our families need. We want to hear from you all about what you need. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about books and how books can help you cope with being a military teen, a military kid. And so tell me what it's been like, your journey as military kids and what brought you together and how Bloom came to be. And Elena, we'll start with you. Wow, what a loaded question. (laughs) You know, in 30 seconds or so, you know. Yeah, in 30 seconds. Let me just explain the past 18 years of my life. (laughs) Um, As you mentioned, I am Elena. I am a teen, as I mentioned two seconds ago. I'm a freshman at the University of Florida, go Gators. And along with Matthew, we started Bloom in our sophomore year of high school. We were both stationed at the Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. We both come from Army families. Actually, our dads were in the same graduating class at West Point. Little did we know that we would later become best friends and collaborators forever. But 
yeah, basically our fathers have followed very similar paths in the army, you know, graduating West Point at the same time. We've traveled and lived in many different places. I personally was born in Germany, but I've spent most of my military experience on the East Coast of the United States due to being a part of the EFMP, which is the Exceptional Family Member Program. And like I said, I met Matthew my freshman year of high school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania at Carlisle High School. And like Elena said, I'm Matthew. I'm currently a freshman at Vanderbilt University. Anchor down, go doors. And Malena and I are best friends. Like she mentioned, our paths intersected our freshman year of high school in Pennsylvania. Before that, you know, I've been a lifelong army brat. Uh, I've moved a total of eight times in my life. I've lived in every, well, now that I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, I've actually, I think I've lived in every like quote unquote region of the country. So I'm kind of excited about that, which also included a three year tour in South Korea. Um, which is uh, was the most recent. Yeah, so after we met in that 10-month assignment in Pennsylvania, I moved to Korea, she moved to Florida. And that was definitely one of the roughest moves we had ever had because, um, you know, after one full year of high school, I feel like as you get older, you kind of develop deeper friendships and you start to realize the importance of your friendship. So leaving those behind uh, gets a lot harder than say, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you're like, oh, I just left my friend, time to find new ones. You know, it's not that simple anymore. Um, so we kept in touch, obviously. We both had some rough transitions into our new locations. And that was the moment when we were like, huh, well, what is this all for? Why are we just sad? And there are tons of other military teens that are going through similar situations. What can we do to help them? How can we take what we're experiencing and use that to help other people in the same situation? So that was how Bloom got started. Elena was like, let's make a website. And I'm like, okay, here's the website. Let's start. And so we just texted all our friends and we were like, hey, do you want to write something? Um, we started with a team of about 20 people. Fast forward two years, um, it's kind of been a crazy journey for both of us. We never could have imagined how it would have gone. We started a social media account and it kind of took off. We had a lot of interest and support. And then the National Military Family Association reached out and we're like, hey, let's collaborate. The rest is history. We are now part of NMFA. And you mentioned Bessa earlier and her being the president of our fan club. Definitely the entire NMFA staff is like our amazing hype squad and they're always there for us and supporting everything we do. So we're really grateful to them. We're excited to be part of the NMFA family for the foreseeable future. And yeah, we got a lot of cool things that we've done. We've done some surveys. Uh, we put out some publications on our websites. And really the goal here is to let all the military teens know that they aren't alone, that they uh, have people that understand what they're going through, but also beyond that to the people that maybe don't quite understand, but have military teens in our life. To those people, we want them to know that, hey, it's okay to ask questions and here are, we have answers for you. And we're here to help you as you try to help us. Well, I mean, that's what I love about the website and your social media as a military spouse and mom to two kids who aren't quite teens yet, but are on their way. They keep telling me it's going to happen and I'm in a lot of denial about it. You know, having a place where we can go, where we can hear your voices is a huge value to us. And so I wanted you to tell me a little bit about how people are coming to you to tell their stories and maybe some of the things that surprised you about that process or that have been the best about that process. 
Yeah, we've had a lot of people come and write blog posts for us, which has been very eye-opening for me, too, because, you know, as an army brat, you have a certain set of life experiences, but then you realize that there are other branches besides uh, the army, and there are so many different types of experiences throughout the military lifestyle. So just having people come forward and write these blog posts that are about their unique experiences. And one thing we tell people when they approach us and they're like, hey, I have this idea for a story. We're like, well, we want you to share your authentic voice and we want you to share your story, the whole story, you know, everything that they're comfortable sharing, because chances are there's someone, you know, maybe not a whole lot of people, but there's going to be that one person who reads that story and says, man, that happened to me too. And I'm so glad that someone else understands what I'm going through. What you said, um, it hit it right on the head in terms of like, the reason why we started Bloom in the first place is because we were like, there's got to be some good to what's going, like what's happening to us. And if we talk about that, and if we share that, maybe that can help other people also going through similar things. So the fact that you know, we have a team of over, it's almost like 80 kids now who literally that's what they want to do. That's what they do for us on a regular basis is they tell their stories, which as Matthew mentioned, can be extremely vulnerable and honest and things that, you know, a lot of people would not be comfortable talking about. We've had people write about their parents' journey with PTSD and how that affected them as a military kid. We've had people talk about issues with their relationships with their parents after a deployment because, you know, that parent missed a huge chunk of their life and a very formative part of their life. It's just, it always is so humbling and incredible to me to see that people are comfortable and excited to share some of the most intimate and a lot of times emotional and hard times of their life on our platform. I feel like our blogs can be very serious at times, but our social media is so usually not serious. (laughs) But I feel like on our social media is where we really put in a lot of effort into engaging people right now. We love to engage with people, um, have them tell little snippets of funny stories. One of our new favorite things is to ask funny little questions and to hear people's stories. One of our most recent ones is tell us about an embarrassing story that happened around your parents' boss. Because we all have one. We all went to that promotion ceremony where maybe we ate too much cake. Okay. (laughs) We have all been there and reading some of the stories, I was standing there laughing, like trying to pick out the best ones to repost. It's just about creating community and it's telling people like, hey, there are some really sucky parts of this lifestyle. I get it. I've been there. We all understand. But there are also so many funny and cool things that happen too. And they should both have equal time to be celebrated. Like both stories should be shared because... Just as it's important to see that there are struggles within the military lifestyle and it's important to be vulnerable, to be resilient. It's also important to just like laugh sometimes and just be like, wow, remember that time when I accidentally called my mom's boss dad? That was really embarrassing. (laughs) What can you do? The military haircut looks the same from the back on everyone. I mean, like. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you can find the humor in that and that you're creating community around those shared experiences. Because I think sometimes even as spouses, as military spouses, we need that reminder to each other about the funny parts of it so that when the hard parts do come, we have an equal weight to remember, okay, no, there's some cool parts to it too. And I love to see that in your team community too. And one of the ways that we obviously at Uniting Through Reading, we love to help people, you know, process change and cope 
with the military lifestyle is through reading. And so I wanted to know, was reading something that was important to you and your family? Was that something that you guys did together? Do you have any books that you read as like little kids that you remember in particular? And Elena, maybe we can start with you. Oh, definitely. I was an avid reader as a child. My mom, when I would get overwhelmed and like stressed out, she would like hand me a book and she'd be like, go read. You need like some time to go do something and chill out. So as a young kid, it definitely was a huge, huge part of how I processed things and how I found really what was like my first coping mechanism, which was reading as a kid and as an adult, I guess now too, I'm a serial rereader. I like my comfort books. I know how they go. I know how they end. There's probably some psychological connection to the military life in there somewhere. Like, uh, I just need a strand of normalcy, a strand of predictability, please. But as a kid, I loved reading fantasy books, books about magic, Harry Potter. I loved all of the Rick Riordan, like Greek gods, like the Percy Jackson. And uh, he has an Egyptian series as well. And as a kid, I just loved reading those because it was a fun escape that like, allowed me to forget about things. I mean, isn't that what books are for? Yeah, definitely. Like Elena, I did read a lot of fantasy as well. And I think it's really important, especially for younger kids to have that escape, to have, you know, like something they can look to and say, okay, I'm going to go get lost in Narnia or Middle Earth or something. You know, it's, it's a nice distraction and it's a nice way to kind of remind yourself of the little joys of life. As far as my family and reading, we've always read, you know, not recently, but when I was little, we would read stuff together. Um, My dad was deployed when I was in second or third grade. And one of the books he wanted me to read growing up was the Chronicles of Narnia series. And when I was, you know, looking at United Through Readings programs, I saw like, you know, where you can record books for your kids and, you know, have that shared experience. And that's kind of what we did, but he kind of did it DIY style. So before he left for deployment, he recorded himself reading like an entire book from the Chronicles of Narnia series because we had read it together before and we had read like the first two books. And then by the time he was getting deployed, it was time for me to read the third one. And so he like got out of camera, sat down on the couch, recorded himself reading the entire book chapter by chapter and saved it on our computer so that when I was ready to start reading it while he was gone, I could open that video and have him there reading it with me. And that was a really special moment, you know, growing up. So that series obviously has a very special place in my heart as far as children's books go. But yeah, I think definitely nowadays I do not read as much fantasy, but I'd nevertheless think that it's so important to have those types of books that, you know, kind of just take you away from reality for a second. I love that story. We hear a lot about families who have sort of used the recording or even have, you know, read on tape to stay connected. Maybe it wasn't specifically through United Through Reading, but, you know, we are all about the DIY or however you make it work. We do these days have a mobile reading app that you can use that has some ebooks loaded onto it, even some really cool books for our older readers as well. Those are some great examples of books for military families, even to start with. Fantasy books are great to take you into that whole different reality. Are there any books that you read that you feel like 
particularly helped you cope with a situation that you were in because of being a military kid or part of a military family? Maybe that helped you through a PCS or, you know, starting a new school, you know, any of those challenges that our uh, military kids, military teens face on a regular basis? Um, I think when it comes to PCSing, one of the things that is really cool for me is to read books that are location-based. And I think, you know, if you are someone who's having a, a bit of struggle, you know, adapting to a new place, I think that's just a good way to get acquainted with a place. Because every place has its own unique stories, and those are often told through books. So I remember when I was in sixth grade, our librarian um, at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, had a whole collection of Kansas books, like a whole shelf written by local authors. And one of those I remember was by Claire Vanderpool. It was Moon Over Manifest. And it was just it's just cool to see the state that you're in represented in a book. One of the books that I read when I was older when I was actually leaving Korea, because I missed it so much, I read Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, which, I mean, it has some stuff that, you know, maybe younger readers should not be reading. But um, it's just really cool to see uh, a place that you've lived um, reflected in a story because you have those personal connections. Um, so I just think any books that have connections to places that you love or places that you're going into are really special and provide a lot of cool connections. I would agree. Although I can't say that I read to prep myself to moving. My family is Swedish. My mom's originally from Sweden. She immigrated here. And a great deal of my identity is based around that fact because I'm a dual citizen. So I have a very strong, obviously, as a military kid, this a very strong American identity. And I also have a very strong Swedish identity because of my mom and her family. And I love to read books that remind me of Sweden because it's one of the very few places on earth where I feel like I have a home, like that is like a place that I can call home because it's where my family is. I guess that's less so about places that you're going to, but more about places that you love. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it's hard for us to pinpoint like specific books with specific instances, but I will say just to anyone who is going through a tough military experience, I think it's going to be different for every person because every person has their own unique experiences and own unique backgrounds. So I think just, you know, finding what works for you is really important. That's a great point, Matthew. And I really appreciate, Elena, you bringing up earlier in our conversation, the idea of rereading as comfort. I think that's always a great place to start. And reading places that you do know, you know, Matthew, you talked about forward looking and Elena, you sort of talked about looking to home, however you define that. And I, I realized I read a lot of books about Oklahoma, which is where I was born. I only lived there until I was 10, but it was always home, you know, flipping the script. Uh, we've talked about recommendations for other military kids, military teens to read. Are there any books that you would have wanted your parents to read to understand more about what you were going through. Absolutely. And I would also recommend this book. I have it with me. I'm very excited to share it. I have my coffee. I would also recommend this to any military teen because it, it is addressed to military teens. It's called Dear Military Teen by a good friend of Bloom named Shannon Hyde. He runs a military kid podcast that is just so fun and goofy and silly and honest. And he's such a wonderful person. He wrote a book recently that came out called Dear Military Teen, 
like it says moving deployments and winning the game of high school. And it is addressed to the military team. It talks about his life and he basically just says, hey, not all of our military journeys are the same, but I'm going to share mine in the hopes that something I did, some lessons I learned are going to help you. But just know this isn't going to apply to everyone. And I have laughed reading this book. I have sobbed in the middle of an airplane <laughs> reading this book, flying to move into college. I was reading it in the plane. And there's this very impactful chapter to me about long distance friendships and how he had a best friend who was visiting Hong Kong and he lived in Japan at the time. And so they got to see each other after being apart for so many years. And I just was sobbing hysterically on the plane at like 6 a.m. reading it because I'm like, that's me. That's something that as military kids, we realize is so important is like maintaining those long distance friendships, having those friends. It can be really hard. It does suck. There are a lot of tears all the time, but (laughs) it's so worth it to have someone that means so much to you in your life like that. That's just one of so many amazing things that he's written about in this book. He just really runs the gamut of really important topics that not only military teens should read and know about and think about, but also military parents. It's very honest, and I'm a huge fan of this book. I can't recommend it higher to literally anyone in the military space. And Bloom, we have put out a publication called The Field Guide to the Military Teen, which is not a full book, but it's on our website, www.bloommilitaryteens.org. It's a like 10 page-ish or so book designed to help parents and anyone who interacts with military teens. It's the story of the military teen told by military teens. We had, you know, a great group of teens come together and each pick a part to write about. They wrote about their own experiences. They wrote about their friends' experiences. We backed it up with data from our teen survey. And so if you go to our website and check that out, that's also a great resource for parents and anyone else who wants to know more about the military teen lifestyle. But again, we'd also just like to say too that Parents, if you're out there looking for something to help you understand your child better, we love that and we respect that and we think that you're doing a great job. But also just don't forget that the person who knows your kid best is your kid and they can tell you what they're going through. They can tell you how to help them. So just never be afraid to ask and don't stop asking and don't stop checking on your kid because it is a tough time of life and that's so important. And that's something we say at Bloom a lot that if you want to help military teens, you need to listen to military teens. Yeah. And of course, that starts with your own kids and listening to the kids around you as well. It's about creating a dialogue. I can tell you to read all the books in the world, but everyone's experience is so varied and different that there's no one size fits all solution. Like Shannon said in the beginning of his book, this is not a handbook. It is simply his life story and he hopes that you can find value in it, which I do and I think so many other people will, but he's right. It's not gonna give the answers to all of the questions that military life has to offer. So I'm excited to hear about that. I'm excited to get a copy and read it myself. And we will definitely have it in the show notes because it sounds super important. Along with the link to the field guide, which I have read and is a fantastic piece to help understand the military team community. You know, one of the reasons that I am petitioning for president of the Bloom Military Team Fan Club is because I have a long history of advocacy. One of the things I've always tried to center my advocacy around, whether it's for families to read together or for any of the other things that I've been involved with is nothing for us without us. And you cannot serve a community that you are not talking to. And we grown people 
uh, or I guess more grown people need to talk more to the folks, to the children, to the teens that we are serving. You know, we're not always going to agree on what the solution is, but we should at least be talking about them. And so the fact that I can go to the Blue Military Teen site and read and hear the voices of your community, of my military community, is so important. And that we have now a book that talks about that authentic experience that reflects one person's experience, but hopefully that will create community around shared experience as well. I'm super excited about. I am also super impressed. I did not finish Pachinko, Matthew. It it is very depressing. um, Because (laughs) my life sometimes can feel a little serious. And so I read a lot of romance novels. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) But I want to say for books like that, that are maybe a little bit more mature, it's a great opportunity for parents and older kids to read together. You know, both get the book, read a chapter on your own, and then get together and discuss it. It's almost like family book club. And it can be a real great opportunity of bonding and processing emotion and experience and some of those hard things that we've talked about and some of those good things that we've talked about. And so I'd really encourage parents to, you know, don't shy away from the more mature books with your military deans, but read them together. If you're uncomfortable with them at all, I'm pretty sure your military teen isn't uncomfortable with them. (laughs) And so, um, so, you know, take that plunge together. I wanted to ask you all, you know, considering everything that we've talked about, reading, connecting, any last thoughts for our listeners on the experience that you've had and the role that you've had in lifting the voices of military teens? I think something I want to mention is that the sole purpose and mission of Bloom is always to be representative of military teens, by military teens, for military teens. We always want to center the voices of the current military teen population. So if anyone out there is a military teen, is interested in writing, in reading, art, music, graphic design, podcasting, as well as many, many, many other avenues, please check us out. Feel free to shoot any questions to the email listed on our website or to any of our social media inboxes. We do check them and we do answer every single one because there are real teens behind them. It is entirely teen run and you're going to be talking to real teens if you head us up. On the practical side, we do give volunteer hours with the help of NMFA. And I mean, it's a cool thing to put on your college app. Just saying. <laughs> Just had to plug it. <laughs> I like that last minute appeal to the parents, Matthew. Right? <laughs> that's, that's nice. The help with the college apps. It's <laughs> good. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today and for all the work that you've done. And we look forward to connecting again with you in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. As a parent of military kids, I was so moved by that conversation. I hope you were too. For more information on the teenage experience of being a military kid, be sure to check out their website linked in our show notes. You can also find a list of books mentioned in this interview. On behalf of United Through Reading, thank you to our military families. For more information about how you can start your reading routine with your family, go to utr.org slash podcast. On the next episode, we'll hear from Marty Martinez, CEO of Reach Out and Read. They incorporate books into pediatric care, making sure doctors are talking to families about the importance of reading together for a few minutes every day. As you might be able to tell, we have a lot in common. Ready for Reading is a podcast by United Through Reading, a nonprofit organization that's been connecting military families through the power of shared story time since 1989. 
This show was produced by Stacey Rain at Rain Communication with editing by Sandra Levy-Smith. Thanks for listening. <laughs>